Amen. I want to thank you. Thank you, first of all. Y'all y'all may be seated, because I'm getting ready to get going right now. I'm not happy. I want to thank Pastor, Pastor Ruth for stepping in uh, for me on last week. And, amen, I understand there's some kind of record I'm supposed to beat today. Is that right? Is that right? Okay. All right. All right, let's see. Let's see. We, 10, 10.30, we get out of there. <laughs> happening I want you to be aware of I want you to be cognizant of I want you to uh, be blessed um, um, the the father's walk is coming up soon we'll get some more information out about that and they dropped some information off to me and I neglected to bring it out with me uh, but that's all right but I will let you know more about that as it gets closer I believe it's in, in August and uh, we want to be a part of that uh, health and fitness walk also, our own sister Bridget, Bridget, wave your hand. She's gonna have a book coming out pretty soon and, and a new aspiring author. Come on, give God some praise. Amen, amen, amen. She, tell, oh, she tells it like it is and tells some awesome things in there about her life and all of that. And if you're not inspired after you get, and, and see her here praising God, my God, you know, that's, See, somebody's got a story to tell. Somebody. And I'm glad that she's put it down on paper to tell the story. See, some of you need to be putting that on paper. You've gone through something. My brother sitting right here, Chris, he's gone through something in, in the hospital, heart problems and stuff going on. But then God brought him to God, stepped in. Oh. Did, didn't he do it? Amen, amen. Amen. You got a story to tell, and these are stories that need not be forgotten. They need to be a testimony and a witness about what God can bring you through. I, I, I look around this room, and I look at Brother James Allen here, and this deacon, and I look at him, and I remember there was a time that he was losing blood out of his body, and, couldn't, and nobody could find out where the blood was going. I mean, in the hospital, losing blood, anemic, and having to get transfusions, and yet they couldn't figure out where the blood was going. And so I'm thanking God for him and his testimony. He's got a testimony. So I, 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 I know you got a story to tell, and sometimes, you know, you need to put that down on paper, let people know, and say, listen, and, 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 and I like one of the things you're going to like about Bridget's book, after every chapter, at the end of every chapter, there's a prayer at the end of every chapter. Acknowledging and thanking God for even though times have been rough and times have been hard and even though I had to take some risks, had to take some chances, even though I've been broken, I've been, I've been beaten, I've been busted, I've been all of these things, but God, I learned something in the process. I learned how to give you praise. I learned how to trust you. I, I learned how to believe in you. I, I learned that I can make it. I learned that all was not lost, all was not forsaken. That even in my darkest times, see there's somebody will tell you about the dark times in their life and tell you that they couldn't find God. But when you got somebody to tell you, I had some dark places in my life, but through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to 
depend on his word. That's a testimony right there. That declares that there is a God. That declares that we shall not be broken. I may fall down, but I will get back up again. I may be oppressed, but I am coming up and coming out. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I thank God for all of you. I thank God for all of you. And we're just going to praise God and go forth. There's so many things that we still have to do. I want to let you know that we are not done yet. But, but I do want you to know that everything that we've done already is paid for. I, I, in fact, in fact, before they put the carpet down, it was paid for. Before they put the pews down, it was paid for. The paint that's going on is paid for. Hallelujah. You know, I, I want you to know God, God can do it. Oh my God. And, I, and I'm trying to keep Jesus in me because I want to send a letter over to the bank so bad and say, and just tell them all about we, how we don't need you. You're going to try to put us under bondage? I, 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 you know, sometimes you just want to shove it in folks, but God says, no, no. I just want to tell Trying not to act it. Every time I ride past there, I just want to put it and say, look here. We didn't need y'all to begin with. We just needed to trust God and you know that? Amen. 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 So I thank God for all of you as we're getting ready to go forward into this word. And I, I, I need to, 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 to just just pick on this point. One of my pastor friends had preached this and, I, and, and had talked about this. And so I thought, I said, you know what? I was there and I need to go a little bit deeper. To go with me to the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus. The book of Exodus. Hallelujah. Genesis. Exodus. like that. The book of Exodus. If you go to Exodus, the first chapter, the first chapter. We've been here before, but we only took a portion of, of the text. The last time we stopped by here, we looked at, at Verses that told us that you know what you ought to uh, love your haters because your haters make you stronger. Folk that talk about you and put you down, they make you a little bit better. I, I, I read one of the chapters in my sister's book and and it talked about how 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 people who were misused and abused her and, and but somehow it made her better and have to experience things that she went through. She found out that, wait a minute, the lies that were told, the put-downs, all of those things were not true. In fact, 
the reason that they were putting her down, or do you find that people are often put down, is because people are fearful of you. Watch this. Watch this. Go with me to uh, verse 6 of chapter 1. Read from the New King James Translations, and it says, And Joseph died and his brothers, and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph, and he said, People, look, the people of the children of Israel are more mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them lest they multiply and it happened in the event of a war that they would also join our enemies and fight against us and so go up out of the land or go up out of the land they said therefore set taskmasters over them afflict them with birds and they built Pharaoh supply cities Pithom and Ramses the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. Whether they were working on the cities or whether they were working in the field, no matter where they were, they, they served harder. Not only that, they were made to do more than anybody else. Oh my God. Somebody's starting to catch this a little bit. When you're made to do more, you know a little more. You're a little bit stronger. You're a little bit better. It says, Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name one of one was Shifra, and the name of the other was Pua. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for a Hebrew woman, and see them in the, on the birthing stools, if it's a son, then kill him. But if it's a daughter, then let him live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king had commanded, but saved the children alive. Sometimes you gotta take some risk. Amen. In the name of Jesus, be seated. Father, bless. In Jesus' name. Sometimes, though, we've got to trust you more than we trust the world. The powers that be before us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, tell somebody, sometimes you got to take some risk. You listen, 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 listen. If, 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 you, if you are like the gymnasts 
who are swinging on the bars, the parallel bars, you know, the uneven bars. And, and you, you, you hold on to the bar, you lift yourself up, and, but, but you, you never swing to the second bar. You will not win the competition. If you, if you got, even if you're on the one bar where you're just swinging around and around and around, you can swing around all day long. But it's not until you let go of the bar and catch it coming back down again. In other words, you've got to take some risk. If you want to be better at who you are and what you do, you've got to take some risk. Every parent in here understands that, that even to get married or to have a child, there's risk involved. Uh, you've never had a child before and, and therefore you understand that, 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 that I don't know what I'm doing in raising a child so, so I, 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 I'm going to take some risk in having a child but I've, got, I've learned how to depend on God through it all yes. 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 there are risks associated with every aspect of our lives when we were here in this chapter before and we talked about your haters and loving your haters because your haters make you stronger, we find that, 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 that Pharaoh is upset. We find that Pharaoh, Pharaoh has looked out among the people of God and, and looked at them and, said, and did not know who Joseph was nor any of his kindred or that entire generation. There's a new king in town. There's a new president in what well, there's a new <clears throat> You know we change him every so many years. And, and who don't know your plight or who you are. Nor do they understand where you came from or how you got to where you are. And so so but there's something strange about you in the fact that no matter how hard the oppression may be, you keep on prospering some kind of way. It, 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 it doesn't matter what happens in the land. It doesn't matter what's going on in the economy. It doesn't matter what's happening around you. It doesn't matter to the people all around you. It doesn't matter of the plights of the neighborhood. Somehow or another, you keep on keeping on. Not only that, Somehow or another, you seem to be increasing. Something, a phenomenon that we cannot understand nor reason as to how it is that you keep on being blessed. How it is that you can go into the hospital with one diagnosis but come out with another. Saying that they can't find the problem that, or they can't do this or do that. How is it that, that, that yet and still when somebody has pronounced something over you, you defy the odds and come out above and beyond what you were experiencing. <coughs> and so here it is. Risk have to be taken. When I look at this chapter, when I look at this text, and as we deal with, 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 with various aspects of this, here's the problem. Pharaoh is looking at the people of God. And whenever there is somebody who is envious of you, 
When there's somebody who's insecure about you, when there's somebody who's paranoid about you, let's look at the text, go with me, go with me to, to, to verse eight. He says, now there arose a new king in Egypt and he did not know Joseph nor his people. He says, and he said, look, I need you to understand that there are people watching you right now. There's some folk looking at you and looking at you because you are a child of God and they have already surmised that you are mightier than we. Pharaoh says they're mightier, they're stronger than us, they're, they're bigger than us, they, they seem to have it together and, 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 and all of that. And as you're being sized up, as folk are looking at you, you need to just, just say out loud, you know what, it ain't me, it's you. The problem really is not with me. The problem really is not the fact that God blesses me. The problem is really not the fact that God knows me. The problem is really not that no matter how you oppress me, that I keep on rising up. The problem is not me. It's really you. Because if you understood that I'm anointed of God, if you understood that I'm blessed of God, if you understood that I'm a child of God, if you understood that I'm chosen by God, if you understood that I'm elect by God, if you ever understood anything about me then you ought to know that there's God in my life and the things that you try to put down on me will never hold me down because God has blessed me to escape every trap that befalls me I've come to the conclusion it's really not me it's you Why are you mad at me? Because your trickery don't work. Why are you all upset with me? Because I started out last, but I finished up first. Why are you all, all discombobulated because I was on the bottom, but now I'm coming up to the top? Why are you upset with me when I got less than you, but I'm happier than you are? It ain't me. And so Pharaoh looks at him and he is upset. He looks at them and he's worried about them. He's envious of how it is that they're able to prosper, how it is that they're able to be strong. He becomes not only envious of that, but he's insecure about his own position. When people are insecure about themselves, they want to, they want to look at to blame somebody else for their insecurity. They want to put it off on everybody and everything else because they don't have it together. It ain't really me, it's you. And so the only outcome of that is that the person becomes paranoid. And when they become paranoid, look at what he says in the verse. He says, well, you know, let's deal shrewdly with them. Let's, let's hook, hook, hook some stuff up on them because they might get, well, if we have a war against our enemies, they might join our enemies and fight against them. Wait a minute, we ain't even been talking about fighting. 
Now all of a sudden, you upset because I got some power. You think I might turn on you. Well, if you didn't have a spirit of turning, if you didn't have a spirit of, of thinking you can backstab somebody that somebody's going to backstab you, if you didn't have a spirit of trying to do some dirt on somebody, if you didn't have a spirit like that, you wouldn't think everybody's trying to do dirt on you. And so, when you add all of that up together, it equals fear. That's why folk are afraid of you. That's why they have to do something, say something about you, put you down. That's why they gotta talk about you. That's why they gotta lay you out there because they are afraid of you. They are envious of you and they are so not paranoid about you because you gonna do better some kind of way. You gonna come up higher some kind of way. You will not be held down, locked down, broke down some kind of way. He said, Taskmaster's over there. He said, well, let me, let me just break them down. Maybe I can just break them down, break them down. Make them work harder than anybody else. Make them do more than anybody else. And then but the Bible says that the more they worked them, they increased all the more. Verse 12, he says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Hallelujah. Hard times will bring you together. Oh my goodness. They grew. And, 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 and as they grew, he said that they were in dread of the children of Israel. But let me keep going here because I got to get to my text about risking. And, 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 and I'm, I'm going to try to be, beat the record, but I don't know. You know. Sister Ruth is a preaching somebody and she can tell, get, get you told in a short, you know, few amount of words than I, I can get you told in. Can I just do me? All right. All right. Look here. Watch what happens here. Watch what happens here. He says they made their lives bitter with hard bondage and they were going through all of these things, brick and mortar and all the things that they're doing. Verse 15. Then Watch this. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives. Spoke to the Hebrew midwives. And one was named Shifra. The other one was Pua. And he said, he says, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birthing stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, you shall, they shall live. But the midwives feared God. And did not do as the king commanded. Let me read it from the Message Bible. And the Message Bible says, And the king of Egypt talked with the two Hebrew midwives. One of them was Shepherd, and one of the other was Pua. And he said, When you deliver, when you deliver the Hebrew women, he says, Look at the sex of the baby. If it's a boy, kill it. If it's a girl, let her live. But the midwives had far too much respect for God and did not do what the king had ordered. 
but let the boy babies live. The king of Egypt called the midwives and said, why did you not obey me? Why did you not obey my orders? But let those babies live. Watch this. They took a risk knowing that Pharaoh had ordered the death of all the boys. Tell somebody they ain't new. This scene will repeat itself over and over again throughout history. Here we got Pharaoh saying, kill all the boys because why? Pharaoh understood something about boys and what it meant to the family that they would grow up and become men and they will be the stabilizer of the family. They will be the strength of the family. And so if I can take out a generation of boys, I can destroy the family. If I can take out a generation of young men, then I can break down society. I can break down their community. If I destroy the strength of the family unit, if I take that away from them, then they will not be able to survive. Tell somebody that ain't new. Somebody go get Caesar. And if you talk to Caesar, and then Caesar will tell you at the first, uh, it, the, when the child is born, when you find his star, follow the star. And if you find the baby so I can find him and come worship him. But that's just a lie because I want to kill all of the firstborn boys up to the age of two. There was genocide going on. Wait a minute. It's not over yet. If you go to Nazi Germany and find out that they were taking the men away from the families and working the women and using the women because if they could kill all the men, you can destroy the strength of the family and the fabric of society. Wait a minute. If I can go back 400 years and understand that on the shores of America, they separated the men from the families and separated them thereby destroying or attempting to destroy the family fabric through slavery and selling off the men or the male children. Hallelujah. Wait a minute. Let me fast forward 400 years. And if I can come up 400 years and let me look into the penal system, let me look into the prison and I find that there's a society that has taken men out of their community, taken men out of their homes, taken men away from their family. I find that this thing is still going on. If I can destroy the men, if I can kill the male child, then I can kill the family. And if I can kill the family, I can kill the church. Why the babies? Because the babies represent hope. If I can kill your hope, if I can kill the possibility of your strength, of your line increasing, of your generations coming forth. If I can kill the possibility, if I can kill the potential of your greatness, that's why in the school systems where you find children being expelled and taken down to the office, because when you kill them in the school system at an early age, you send them to the streets. And when you send them to the streets, there's nothing but death and destruction waiting for them in the streets. 
It was a risk for the midwives to say, no, we're not going to kill them. Here's what the midwives did. You got to love their answer because he, he, he talks to them. And, and he says, look here, I want to know, how come y'all didn't do like I said? Hallelujah. He said, and they, they, they asked, he says, he says, you didn't obey my orders? The midwives answered Pharaoh. He said, well, you know, the Hebrew woman, the women are, they're not like Egyptian women. They're more vigorous. In the Message Bible, it says more vigorous than other women. And some of your new King James, I think it says, they're more lively. When they have a baby, they have a baby. They pop that joker right out. Watch what he said. Listen, y'all think I'm making it up. He says, he says, before the midwife can get there, they've already had the baby. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And so, so that's what they said to Pharaoh. He said, listen, listen, when, whenever somebody would have a baby, before we could get there, the baby gone. They done had the baby and gone. We don't know what happened. They took a risk of their own lives because they feared God even more. In other words, I, 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 I'm willing to step out on God before I trust man. I, I'm willing to allow God. I'll take my punishment from God. Hallelujah. You can do what you want to me, but I am not going to go against God. I, I'm not going to put him down. I'm not going to destroy his people. These are chosen people. And see, some of us need to get in our mind and our heart and our spirit. You know what? You're dealing with some chosen people. You sitting next to some chosen people of God. So the person that you got is sitting next to right now. Don't you know that that's an anointed vessel of God? Don't you understand that they are chosen and that you cannot do anything to harm them in any kind of way? Otherwise, you got to deal with God himself. Look here. Let me, let me, let me hurry. Let me hurry. He says, he says, look here. He says, y'all, y'all, you didn't do like I told you. He says, oh, no, we fear God. You didn't, we didn't do what you commanded. So they saved the male children. They saved the male children. They saved the fabric of their society and their community. But then there's more risk here. And says, so the king, now watch what he does. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said, and he said, why, why have you done this? He goes on, he said, the, the midwives told him why. Therefore, at verse 20, he says, therefore, the king, or therefore God dealt with them, or dealt with the midwives. He dealt well with them. In other words, when you obey God, God going to be there for you. God dealt well with them. When you, I, I, I need a few more people to trust God and step out on faith. When you do 
what God has commanded you to do. When you share the gospel, when you share your story and the victory that God has brought you, God is going to deal well with you. When you are walking upright and, and when you are dealing with people in an upright manner, God's going to deal well with you. When you become a representative of the Most High God and tell everybody that no, it's not me. It's you that's got the problem because God has anointed me for this. Yeah. 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 He says, he says, he says, Pharaoh commanded all his people in 22, all his people saying, he says, every son, this is when you make folk mad, every son who is born, you shall cast in the river, and every daughter shall stay alive. And so now he goes out and gives an order beyond the midwives. He says, if anybody's born, check them out. And if they're a boy, cast them in the river. Kill their hopes. Kill their dreams. Kill them because he is fearful of what you have become. Oh, some of you have metamorphed into, into something that nobody can handle anymore. See, when you were underfoot, when you were unbondaged, they could handle you then. When you didn't have nothing, they could handle you then. When you had to beg for everything, they could handle you then. But then when it comes to a point when you break free and you start to live on your own and you start to do things according to the will of God, they don't understand that they didn't help you but don't know where your help came from when they don't understand how you got to where you are and all of a sudden they turn around and look at you you become a new creature you become a new creation because something has died in you and you've been reborn all over again in a hurry he says he dealt well with them and he and, and, and Pharaoh commanded all the people saying listen you, if, if there's a boy born he says here's what I want you to do to him kill all of them then in chapter 2 chapter 2 briefly he says he says and a man of the house of Levi took a wife of the daughters of Levi he says so the woman conceived and bore a son and when they saw that he was beautiful in the new uh, King James translation when they saw that he was beautiful no 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 in the message Bible I like the way they put this he says he says and when the woman became pregnant and had a son she saw there was something special about him. There was something special. Not only was he just beautiful, no, no, we're not talking about that he was just pleasing to look at, but he, she understood that there was something special about this child. There was an anointing on this child. There was something, there was something that nobody else had. And so she hid him for three months and when she could no longer hide the child for three months, and she decided, well, I'm gonna put him in a basket and I'm going to float him down the river. In other words, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to take a risk and, 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 and I'm going to keep my child. I, I, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to defy Pharaoh. I'm going to defy the government. I'm going to defy the factions that are around me. I'm going to keep my child and I'm going to bless my child. And as long as I can, as long as I'm able, I'm going to keep my child close to me. And so at three months old, she put him in a basket and had his sister take him down to the river and put him in the river. Well, I got to take some risks because I can't keep him here because they're coming to look for him. So I've got to take some risks and send him to a place where I 
don't know where he's going, but I knew I do know that God is going to be in my favor somewhere. See, some of us need to take a little bit of risk at church and send your children down the river to a place called Family Baptist Church and let them float down and allow God to do something and trust that God. Don't wait till he's in jail. Don't wait till he's in the hospital. Don't wait till he's on the street. But you need to bring that child while he can still get fit in the basket. While you still got some control over him. While you still can nurture him. You need to bring that child so that they can hear the sounds of praise. They know what the sound of worship is all about. They know what the sound of prayer is all about. You need to take some risk. She took a risk, mother. Mother, she took a risk trusting that God was going to make a way out of nowhere when she had reached the end of her rope and did not know how she was going to deal with it. She put him in a basket, put some pitch and tar in there, made the bat hole. Oh, Y'all didn't get that. Put some pitch and tar in there and, and, and leaves and covered it. Y'all didn't get that. See, what she did was, I'm going to put him in something that's waterproof. I'm going to put him in something that won't sink. I'm going to put him in something. I'm going to take time to make sure that the thing that I put my child in is going to be secure to get him to where he needs to go. A lot of times we look at that text and we don't understand why she took the time to make it waterproof. And then making it waterproof. She sent it on down the river. His sister followed behind to see what was gonna happen to the basket. And when his sister followed behind, she watched the basket float up into some reeds. And then that's when Pharaoh's daughter came down. Oh God, Pharaoh's daughter came down to take a bath. They saw the basket in the reeds. And when they saw the basket, she said, go bring me that basket. Now watch this. Now the sister takes some risk. Because after they brought the basket out, they, they, they drew him out of the water. They pulled him out of the water. She saw it was a baby. And the Bible says that she had compassion on him. That her heart melted with him. In other words, she recognized that there was an anointing as well. She recognized that there was something special about him as well. But watch the risk that the sister comes down. They say, listen, uh, do you want me to find somebody to nurse that baby for you? The sister comes out of hiding, goes over and talks to Pharaoh's daughter. And as she's talking, and so Pharaoh's daughter, after having compassion, said, yes, go find me somebody. Okay, I'll get you somebody. And so she goes back and get her mama. Brings her mama back. And watch what happened. Y'all don't get this. Mama says, okay, I'll do this for you. But here's what Pharaoh's daughter said. Listen, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you to nurse this child for me. Mama said, that, well, that's all right. Yeah, that, 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 bring it on. And, 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 and so now she's getting paid to nurse her own baby. Now God is saying, listen, I'm going to take care of you and watch over you. And I'm going to pick your baby and put him in the palace. I'm taking him from the pit to the palace. You don't have to worry about it. And I'm going to pay you in the process. Is there anybody in here that ever been blessed where God paid you in the process for doing what you were already called to do? Take some risk, why don't you? 
if you take some risks, you'll understand every now and then, God will pay you for just being who you are. Hallelujah. Take some risk. Take some risk and trust God. Take some risk and lean on the everlasting arms. Take some risk and call on the name of Jesus. Take some risk and defy the things that are around you. People will look at you crazy. The government will look at you crazy. Folk will talk about you. But take some risk to understand that, wait a minute, I'd rather risk it all if I get Jesus. Risk says it involves a factor, a factor of potential loss. But I found out that every time that I trusted in Jesus, he never failed. I found out that it was really no risk at all. It was a sure thing. I found out when I thought I was going to fall, he was there to catch me. I found out when I stepped out on faith that God guided my footsteps. He made every footstep my sure and secure that God kept me from stumbling. God kept me from falling. And when I felt weary, he tried my weeping eyes. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Won't he do it? I took a risk. One day, I stepped up out of my seat and I walked down the church aisle and I fell down on my knees. I took a risk. I was hanging out with my cousins. I was then running with my friends. But I took a risk. I wondered if they weren't going to talk to me anymore. I wondered if they were not going to be my friends anymore. But I took a risk. I went to a holiness church, fell down on my knees, and began to pray. And the man standing up over me said that you need to talk to God for yourself. I can speak in tongues. I can call on his name. I can pray and I can baptize. But until you open up your mouth, ain't nothing gonna happen. Until you call on the most high God, can't nothing happen. You got to call it and call it like you mean it. You got to trust him. Trust him like you mean it. Take a risk. I found out that God will never, ever let you down. Somebody needs to take a risk. You will gain more than you'll ever lose. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. The door to church is open. The door to church is open.